Give me give me a little intro and then do 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 yo everybody welcome to the first episode of i feel that i'm justin roke and i'm here with my co-host cisco woodsy j and um you know we're just three friends from college we all used to live together and um we always had cool conversations that we wish we put into a podcast but we just never did um and, you know we're three years behind but we're here now how's it going boys what's good it's going great man we finally, we're finally here, bro. We're finally doing it. Finally doing this podcast. It's kind of sorry for the wait. Three years later, better late than never. All but, that. Hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud of us for you know actually getting together and just doing it. You know what I mean? Like real, real talk. Like we could have always just been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. But you know, I'm gonna, I'm kind of glad that we finally, you know, we're doing it, bro. It's like. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> exciting. Like, you know, so, um, Josh, what's good with you, bro? How how's everything been on your end? You know, how's how's training? How's how's quarantine been affecting your training? Man, COVID just you know wrecked the whole year, um, especially for like what I was doing, man. Trying to go pro, uh, it just kind of messed up everything. The whole rhythm and flow of of the whole process, I guess. Um, Training has been kind of the same as far as I don't train with that many people anyways. Like my group's always been like three to four people. So um, it didn't really affect that as far as like, you know, the whole, how it was like COVID happened and then it was like um, 100 people, then 50 people, then 10 people. Um, I stayed with a small group. So uh, we just, you know, monitored it and just made sure like, if you're sick or ha- or know anybody sick, just stay home. You're not, not going to train for so on, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm still grinding, bro, just trying to trust this process and have faith that, you know, God works everything out. Um, we'll see when things start to open up and things happen. Um, uh, hopefully I get some tryouts and things like that, and the team um, picks me up because I'm trying to, you know, do this for a living. So That's what yeah. I was thinking, bro. Like, with, with everything going on, like, do you feel that it might actually play to your your benefit in a way? Because with all this things being kind of put off, things like um, delayed for a year, it kind of gives you more time to work, more time to get better. Or like, what are your thoughts on how it'll play for you going forward? I think it's been like pros and cons because if this if it wasn't um, if it didn't happen, then of course I would have had opportunities already. Like I would have had my pro day. And that probably could have boosted my chances of getting drafted or I could have got called in maybe for an undrafted free agent role or like just rookie minicamp. Like I probably would have gotten a tryout for either another team or especially local teams. I definitely would have gotten the opportunity to probably practice with um, the Rams and the um, Chargers being a local kid. Um, But the pros, it's like anything can happen. And um, once things open up, if there is a season, like you never know. Well, it could happen because I uh, like say a guy, um, God forbid, but a guy gets it. It's going to be like they're going to need another person to, to come play. Mm, OK, you know, so. So it's fucking um, open up too, Loki. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like the kind of like this whole time, teams have had full rosters and without having any like camps or anything, they haven't cut anybody yet. 
So there's like not as many spots open yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just going to take, you know, things open up and people being or not being, but like having to actually show up and, and show what they can do, you know, mm-hmm. or what they've been doing this whole, this whole time. Cause uh, I guarantee if guys show up out of shape, they'll get cut really, really quick. For sure. I mean, you know, we're all hoping it works out for you, bro. Cause like, we all know you work hard. We all seen behind the scenes what you've been doing, you know. So hopefully, this is all just part of the plan, part of the process. God's and, uh, plan. God's plan. plan. <laughs> the plan, man. Um, what about you, Cisco? What's going on with you? Like, what have you? What have you been up to the past few months? Like, what are what are you working on? What's good with you? You know. So I'm working on a couple different projects here from home. This podcast being not one of them. And I'm honestly so excited to start working on something like this because it's a way for me to like stay distracted, but at the same time, stay focused on just the grind, the hustle and how I can keep like moving on to better and bigger things. So um, I'm just excited for a bunch of things that I'm doing. I'm also helping some friends like develop their career, their artists. So that's something that I really enjoy in music, like developing artists from them being really small to how they can take it to the next level and yeah th- those are just some of the things but also just trying to stay mentally fit and making sure that i'm okay first to know that i can help others around me i feel like that's important okay so like when you're when you're working with artists cisco well on a day-to-day type thing what what are you what are you working on like are you doing more PR stuff? Are you focusing maybe like brand management or like what's what's that entail of? Or if it's just a general general task that you're doing? It's it's like, it's a lot of different things. It's like moving pieces um, at all times, but mainly it's like putting sessions together for artists because so many of them have to be doing that kind of stuff like virtually right now. So putting sessions together, producers with singers songwriters putting them in the same room virtually is one of the things that i'm doing and then also just like mapping out how they're going to be taking care of business from now on and that entails a lot of different things but some of them are like when and if they should release music right now because a lot of them feel like it's just not the time but Mm -hmm. covid for now also feels like it's here to stay for a little while so a lot of them are moving more, moving more towards like let's release a Swan song. Let's let's help our audience feel better. All of us are stuck at home. How can we still use music for healing and, and for just have it do what it's always done, which is like make us feel better. I was I was gonna ask that like how's working from home? And like where do you work? I guess or who do you work for? I guess to let the people know. So I, I actually was supposed to look into how much I could share about like where I work and stuff. I, I didn't, but I, all I can say is that I work for a PRO. It's a performing rights organization. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are in the industry are probably more familiar with what that is, but it, it's more of, it's, it's at the stage where artists are like just registering their songs. So it's a lot of like smaller artists and songwriters and it's how they register their songs so that they can get their bread for, for their music being played in radio at the grocery store, stuff like that. So it's a lot of 
rights it's like copyright with a little bit of like a and r and stuff like that that always kind of like tripped me out a little bit because you know how if you're like you said like in the grocery store and you just hear a song like how do they track all that you know what i mean like if it's being all this all the songs are being played like that's what i always think is crazy to me like the amount of times a song gets played like are how they're paid for it properly you know what i mean so yeah i mean that space there there is like a system i honestly don't even know too too much in in detail but mariah carey's still getting a lot of money for christmas song uh and anger. They, they're, they're anger. Are, <laughs> that is good time there there are there are a lot of ways to, to keep track of it so yeah definitely every single time it's played the artists and the songwriters are still getting their money Cool, cool. But 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 Josh on, on what he was asking, just working from home, it has also like just been like a different challenge, like all alone. Like I completely understand anyone working because this it's I saw this uh someone posted something like it's not just working from home, it is like it's working from home during a pandemic and also at times that it feels like it's not even just like like sometimes I even feel like I'm living at work instead of like working from home. Cause it's like, there's mm -hmm. so much work around me that so much of the time I feel like, but I should be working on this or that. And like, it's just like, how much can I relax and how much can I do to better myself? It's like a weird balance. So just, yeah, a lot I just of feel like, on yeah, like this whole quarantine and COVID is just, I think played so much on people's mental health as far as like, um, for a lot of people, um, their escape from work was home or their escape from home was work, you know? And um, now it's like people are having to, to live with them being combined. It's like kind of in a way suffocating, especially like with uh, people living with their partner. Um, a lot of times uh, before when things are regular, you can get away when, you know, you're irritated or, you know, things like that. Yeah, and, um, that's what I was gonna ask. Ask uh, Justin, like, <laughs> how how <laughs> has the apartment been? Um, um, people living there, you know, you're de you're you're definitely forced one way or another, not in a bad way or anything like that. But you're definitely you do spend a lot more time together. Your interactions are a lot more than you would usually have. Um, so I think just one thing to take away from it is like how important your your own self spaces your own time to yourself is because <clears throat> the less you have of that um you know you can definitely things start to get under your skin a little more or you know you're not just operating in your usual flow your usual routine like for me personally like i you know before everything i'm out like i'm not even home like for most of the day you know what i mean mm -hmm. so to kind of have to be home now like for most of the day, like, and barely go out unless you need to, or like, unless you have something to do like that, um, has definitely been, it's been a challenge, you know, <laughs> for sure. Like to piggyback off what Cisco said, um, your, your mental, your mental strength and like where you are, you're at in your head and your mental space is becoming a lot harder. Cause your debt, like my work desk, bro, is literally a foot from my bed. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. It, it's yeah. now I I don't relax as much or then I relax too much and I don't work as hard or I'm working too hard and I don't relax as much. And it's like, 
in your head, whether you know it or not, you're low key, you're getting kind of confused about like where I am. Like you can't there's, catch there's like, Yeah, there's like there's so an, an agenda help with that or like uh you know a schedule like a routine. It does, but I'll admit, bro, it is a little harder to deviate from that routine because it's just there's nothing there's nothing that separates routine from fun or like you know what I mean? Like you can't if you're gonna have fun, you're gonna have fun in your apartment, right? Like you your fun is in your apartment or in your your home or your, your work is in your home, your relaxation is in your home, your gym is in your home, like everything is in your home, bro. So it's like <laughs> it's, it really it's hard, is. It really is. It's hard to like in your head mentally separate everything. And I think that's been a challenge for me, for a lot of people who are working from home. Um and you know, it's definitely gonna be a problem going forward, that's for sure. So yeah, it's definitely been a blessing for me just to every day um getting to go train, bro. Cause I know like some people are missing the gym on the, you know. We were miserable for quite some time, bud. So we feel Yeah, that. it was it was it was pretty bad. And I'm I'm glad that Newsom on well I mean, I think this can be a really long conversation, but the way things have been handled by leaders on on how we've reopened, it's been like kind of tricky and like it's easy to criticize, but I'm just glad that gyms have not been closed, even though some restaurants already have, because at least personally, I don't think they're like quite the same. And like a lot of people, I mean, gyms was trending on Twitter yesterday because a lot of people are saying like, why haven't they closed yet? I heard. Well, I don't think they're the same. Uh, I heard. I think it was. <laughs> I don't I know. Planet Fitness, bro. It spread to like sixty people. I don't know, but I don't. I don't know what was going on there. I'm, I'm just. I'm just going. Know. I'm. I'm gonna assume the Planet Fitness has less money, and less people taking care of disinfecting. <laughs> but like, how are how are y'all going about when you're in when you're in a gym? Um, are you staying away from people? Or are you like wiping these down before you use it? Wiping it down after? Are you wearing a mask? Like I am. I'm personally like, I mean, I think before maybe I wasn't the best of it, wiping things down before. But I think now, given the freedom to you know go back to the gym, I do make a more of an effort to like wipe things down before and after, and then sanitize. And I'm still working out in my masks, but. Um, I don't think that's with everybody, bro. Like, I still think people don't take it that seriously, although they should. You know what I mean? Like, to to be fair, also I have been going as early as I've ever gone, and a lot of people are still going a little later. It does get packed at some points, to be honest. You just gotta hit it when there's nobody <laughs> in there. No, bro. The, yeah. the gym by my like right by my crib. Mm -hmm. It was a signature club, LA Fitness. So it was technically a lot of older people to begin with. So I think with everything, oh, that's no bueno. Oh yeah. So I think with that being said, every, they've been staying home. They haven't been working out as much. So that one is pretty empty throughout the day. So I kind of feel a little better. Like there's only like 25, 30 people max in there. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a more spread out gym, but there are some gyms, bro. It does. It does look like how it would usually look. I got a life hack for you though. Have you heard of like, like uh training mass? Where like uh, they're the masks that like cut not as much but like cut air out kind of. Yeah, it's supposed okay. to like work on your. Your... Yeah, and it has like it's like your training elevation and like. 
harder to breathe. If you're just training that, bro, it's like you don't have to do much cardio because that's your cardio. So that's like two and one. Bro, I told you one of those. Already, I like even in the surgical mask, bro, it does get kind of harder. <laughs> like I, I sweat wearing that mask. Oh like, yeah, it gets it gets a lot it gets extra hot with you know, like when any mask. Your lip is sweaty, bro. That's like the most weird feeling ever, bro. Like your mouth is just sweaty, like. But I don't know. I just think even if it is uncomfortable, like we still should be wearing them. What do you guys think? Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just the common sense of like, there's we don't have a vaccine, and it's like people are trying to compare it to slavery and. And uh, saying it's taken away from their rights and this and that, but uh, like <clears throat> that's so selfish to me because even if you don't worry about it and you think your health is fine, like what if you have it and you're asymptomatic and then um, you're passing it? Like, I think, like, on the most human level, like, it's just out of respect for like those around you and community. And yeah, I guess we, I think that's what we're missing here. Bro, like it's not, it's not even like hard. It doesn't, like it's not, you know, and it's not like that much of a hassle. All the times there's been times like I leave the house and be like, oh, forgot my mask. I'm just running real quick. <laughs> Go get it. You see those memes? You see yeah, those memes? Yeah, like Obama like, meme. But oh, it's shit, my mask. <laughs> it's like you leave your headphones or your keys. Now it's your mask instead. Yeah, but it's like it's not a hard thing to do, bro. Just wearing the mask, like you know. I'll admit, bro, it, it it is annoying, right? But that little, I guess. Bro, who's outside that much? Bro, when I was delivering for Amazon, you had to wear it the whole time when you're out, and it, it was kind of getting hot. It is a little uncomfortable. So I could argue maybe, like, why frontline workers, I mean, they have to wear it especially. Bro, they have to wear it the whole time. And some of them are working, like, 12 hours, bro. Like, you can wear it for for 30 minutes to go in the grocery store, bro, and get your food and whatever. And if you don't want to wear it, then do curbside, like, you know, Walmart, yeah. like the pickup. And thing. if if you forgot your mask, go back because everyone has time right now. Like, that can't, you know, like in a rush. <laughs> where to go anywhere. What, where are you going? Like, where are you going to go? You don't have to go to work. You don't have to, like, I don't and, know. And, like, you see, like, people, all these people, like, not trying to wear them and stuff. And, like, look where we're at right now. Like, it's it's like going back up. People are out here, especially our generation, bro. Let's see, go on like Instagram, Snap, and you see, man, people out. Like the bars are open, and people are just acting like it's normal. Like nothing's yeah. going on. And it's like, what did you think was gonna happen? Like one person goes to the bar that has it. Like it's gonna get around pretty quick. I think people. Like when they're hearing, oh, things are opening up. Like people being locked in their homes for so long, like mm-hmm. they, they just don't care. You know what I mean? Like they they're given the opportunity back, but with no regard for any of the new restrictions or just the new rules that you kind of got to play by. And I think like when you when you don't care like that and you just think everything's all good and back to normal, you see what's happening like right now and. You know, I think we could have definitely handled it a little better. You know, like maybe the crazy thing is some people still think it's not real or think it's a joke. And it's like a problem never will until somebody's 
close to them is affected, you know? So, um, bro, I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of this year, bro. And cause it's like, people are trying to make like a political thing, like wearing a mask and then compared to slavery, like, Oh, it's not, no, it's not bad. Like, you know, I, I don't even like, I, I, I'll try to understand how you can even compare it to slavery and in no way, shape or form does, <laughs> does anything come into my mind where it even comes close to slavery, bro. Like, it's for it's for you and your own good, bro. Like, just do it. Like, but for I, everybody else around you, like, yeah, like even for you, for yourself, for your loved ones, just for people, like, just because. If you want to do any good in the world, please wear a mask. It's not that hard. You can even buy a cute one. You could buy one of your favorite sports team and rep your favorite sports team or whatever. But like, I really just don't see how it's a big problem, bro. Like, what do you? Why do you think people? think it's such a big deal like people what? honestly probably bored people are probably bored it's like <laughs> let me just get something to just be mad about and that i can blame all my problems on right now or like that i can go um go yell at council members and and um our you know state politic people about like in florida you guys see that video like um mm-hmm. of all the people complaining in florida about how it's like they're, they, it's their right to not wear it or whatever. Like she said, she's one of the one of the ladies said, for the same reason I don't wear underwear, I'm not wearing a mask because things got to <laughs> break, bruh. Like even if you don't wear underwear, bro, why just why do you have to say that? Why, do you, bro? Why? Like that's not a good. That's <laughs> not, that's not, that's just, like, what is wrong with you? Hey, <laughs> like, yo, like no one has to know that you're not wearing underwear, bro. That's not. <laughs> But like, how does that? How 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 okay. does like that equate to a, a good reason for why you shouldn't wear a mask? But it's like things like that. Like people, all all those people were saying things like that. Like I don't know, bro. It's I, not like, a conspiracy. I don't know how you can question science. Like I, I can understand how you can question politics and government. Sure, right? That's I I could get that. But like science, bro. Like, bro, well, I think it's because like the like politics are the ones making people question the science, or like you know, like Trump doesn't want Doctor uh, what's his name Fauci Fauci what how's what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Doctor F A U C I Fauci, Fauci, bro, him. Fauci. Trump don't want him what to tell her the truth. It's like yeah. I mean, yeah, they weren't letting him speak. So when when they were doing like when it was press, it they they would just like give the mic to someone else and just like ignore him completely. It's wild. It is wild. Do you know how long it takes to become a doctor? Like how bro, much? So long. How much? My, my god, brother, bro. He just finished at UCLA, and he just he literally just um. Moved to Virginia. He got a full ride at um, University of Virginia. Congrats to him. I mean, black excellence, you know. And he um, he started his lab probably already. Or you know, he starts his lab probably to oh today. Today's Thursday, right? Yeah, <laughs> bro. What is, what is he working on? Coronavirus. 
I don't know. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day it is, but I don't know exactly. But I know he starts his lab, I think, today. And, um, bro, he's going to be there for years. That's what I'm saying, bro. I take God, like, he got in, like his stuff like paid for, and he's on like scholarship for that stuff. Because uh, he, I mean, he did like really, really well at UCLA, which is, I mean, for for you know like bio and stuff like that. At UCLA, like that's top top tier, you know, in the the world. So could never be us. Could never be me. Could never be us. That's for sure. I mean, we all went to UCLA, and all our paths were different, and we all had our struggles and stuff like that. But none of us were going that route because that route is tough. I've seen it. I've seen what they study. I'm, I wasn't trying to do all that. Like, but he, no, for me. like his grind was crazy at UCLA, and now like he's going to Virginia, and it's going to be even. I mean, harder. And then he, I think, there alone, he has four or five years, and then after that, he has to do three like or four. Yeah, like more years doing residencies yeah. and like all the other stuff. So. Bro might not be a, like a regular doc, doc, doctor or, you know, until like later on. But like, but yeah, bro, like I I trust doctors. Like if they have dedicated, you know, the last 10 years, 20 years to studying a specific part of science, like I know they know more than me. So I feel like it's only right to just adhere to whatever they're saying you know what i mean like you don't they don't just be handing doctorate degrees out to just people off the street you know like you can't no, just I need one yeah because like that's please. a lot of bread right but so if if someone who's a doctor who's an expert in their field like you don't you don't you wouldn't tell like michael jordan like nah bro that's not how you shoot or like you know like you don't it's not what you're gonna do right like you wouldn't you wouldn't say something like that you know Facts. Yeah, like you're, you're not gonna tell LeBron James how to dunk, or you wouldn't tell. You're not gonna tell Steph like, "Hey, bro, maybe, maybe you shouldn't, you shouldn't shoot that far." Like, I don't think that's right. Like, you shouldn't play that way. Like, how are as a regular person? Although a lot of fans try to do that, though. What like tell people like tell basketball players like? Yeah, bro. I mean, even we kind of do it a little bit. Like, like, <laughs> like. You you make commentary thinking that like oh I know how to play better than them or or I know how to like I know I would coach different if I was the coach of this team yeah like, like not, not respecting that like a lot of these guys you know like would you bro would you really know how to coach an NBA team you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like hey give the ball to LeBron everybody space out AD come pick and roll that's what we're gonna do the whole time yeah you like that? how how easy <laughs> how easy if you're Steve Kerr bro and you just roll the ball out like hey. Do your thing, you know, like. No, I think whoa, I, I whoa. Like, but no, bro. They're no, them okay. and the Celtics. Uh, they're they have like their plays are really good. Hmm. I know. I'm just kidding, but I feel like that's what people think. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Steve Kerr gets a lot of criticism like that. Like, oh, you have you have four all stars. Like, just you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's cap. Like, that's not true, bro. Like that, you still have to coach. You still have to. You know, you still have to do your job. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, I don't get what people are kind of questioning everything. You know, like, they know better. Like, they probably read two two articles <laughs> online about why you should wear a mask, why you shouldn't wear a mask. But it's like, you're not the expert. Like, 
you shouldn't shouldn't be saying anything. But oh, speaking of basketball, yes, sir. It's that we're time. almost there, bro. I think that's been one of the worst part about the last couple months. No sports, no sports, like anything, nothing. Well, they're back this month, right? Yeah, end of end of this month. Are you excited? I know Woods is excited, man. Because I've been I've been really like living off these UFC fights like every week. Yeah, I've just been happy that's been one like I feel like almost every weekend there's been fights. The best thing to happen all quarantine was the last dance. Facts. Like I don't think there was anything I was excited for, but then to watch that every night, every Sunday night at six p.m. And I feel like you know how like you know that generation's always like, have you ever watched Michael Jordan play basketball or like? How you can have an opinion, like, if you never watch these guys play or that, you know, something like that. So, you know, it brought everybody, like, together. Yeah. So even, like, Cisco, even, bro, you're not the biggest sports fan, maybe as much so as me or Woodsy. What's your perspective on how, how The Last Dance was portrayed? Like, what are, what are your overall thoughts about it? Even if you, like, from maybe a more unbiased perspective. I, I haven't finished it, to be honest, but I've seen, like, four episodes and it's good i think it's really well produced as a documentary um i i think that for someone like me who who like you're saying is on like too too much in sports it's like a really good like narrative and it's like there is like the huge aspect of like the quickness of basketball is still in the documentary so for like those of us who haven't been able to watch basketball like recently, it's cool to watch that and feel that like energy that that comes from the sport while watching that documentary. You know, yeah, especially because a lot of that stuff had had never been released, right? Facts. So like, in a way, everybody is kind of seeing it for the first time, except the people who filmed and produced it. You know, so I think that's exactly like what live sports is. Like everybody's watching things happen. Oh, yeah. I was definitely I was definitely watching those highlights of games like he was live. Like I didn't know I didn't know what was gonna happen next. Even when I knew he was like NBA is gonna come save the day or he's gonna make this shot. I was acting like I had no idea. Yeah, I kinda liked how they went. They started like on the opposite ends of the timeline and then slowly like made their way to meet. Because at first yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah some people yeah, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people were confused, but like I it was that was dope. Um, to piece it together like that to give you like you know backstory on different um, the different characters essentially in the story, and then bring it all to that one year. But it's like man, I wish they would have uh, recorded uh, the same way for every year, for every like team. You know, um, I can imagine like you know they they did that same type of recording for the Lakers three peat. You know, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of things when you watch sports, you just see the games, you see all the highlights, you see everything that you're just shown from a media standpoint. But there's so much that's going on like on the back end that maybe we don't pay attention to as much or don't give as much importance. But like things like Dennis Rodman's personality and his own kind of story, like how, how much that is important to the whole plot and like what that plays in the whole documentary, I think is like, that was my favorite part. Like, you know, but we don't see yeah. that. That's not really portrayed as much. So, um, 
to us. Like we just see everything up front, but we don't understand everything that's going on like that. And I think we would have a lot more sympathy maybe for athletes or student athletes if we were able to kind of like delve in to kind of what it's like to be in, in that, in those shoes and, you know, the grind that goes about it. Cause then I think you, you wouldn't have as much hate. Like, you know, yeah, like, I think, definitely change fans. I think the close, I feel like the closest thing to that is like social media in a way. I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like depending on how players like, like on what they post and, and how, whatever they, whatever their updates are to, to their audience, I think, um, uh, kind of helps them shape like their portrayal like mm -hmm. and and what it's like to be to be an athlete and everything around them but yeah just like on what you were saying like there's there's so much behind the scenes and i think that documentary like that's what it shows like there's so much that like you would never account for when, when watching just the game in action like yeah. what, like you 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 bro you you know you've been an athlete your whole life Mm -hmm. been on some bit the bigger stages you know for college athletes and whatnot yeah. like how how much do you think of what goes on in your entire life people miss like either misunderstand and people who just see maybe your stats or <laughs> what you did in a game and don't maybe give you as much kind of credit or appreciation that you should for the whole whole entire thing you know what i mean the thing is, like, what Cisco was saying about, like, social media, the thing that's sad, it's, like, that stuff is, like, really uh, kind of, like, politically censored as far as, like, um, that little glimpse in is not reality as far as, I mean, a lot of guys can post that they're working out, but they're not working out as hard just because you see a one-minute video of clips, you know, put together they could have only been out there for 10 minutes, you know? And then you have some guys that that don't post anything and they work out for multiple hours a day. And as a student athlete, like, we're really censored as far as, like, you know, you can't have your honest opinion and what you really do and the things you go through on the daily. Um, that stuff's not going to be posted. And, like, they tried, you know, to do these, like, reality shows of college. And uh, it's, like, really fake, you know? They know that, like, if the reality is shot, then it's going to be, you know, an issue. And a lot of uh, are th are the repercussions more like long term, or like will you get in trouble, like then and there by your coach? I mean, like, if somebody tweets something bad, you can get like, you'll probably get told to take it down within. Could be like within five minutes. They have people watching all that stuff, so like. <laughs> Yeah, because you're not just you're not just representing yourself at that point. Like you're representing not just UCLA football, but UCLA like as a whole. You know what I mean? Like you're not just so obviously like as a brand, they don't want anything kind of tarnishing that brand. Or yeah, and you like see it. you see how like yeah, just any um, statement as far as like like Kyle Kuzma's trainer says something about LeBron James, and then it falls back on Kyle Kuzma. And then, like, that relationship is now at stake because somebody else said something on social media. But now, with, with everything that's going down um, in the country, it's been cool to see student-athletes' voices being more heard because guys are speaking out on things that, for the history, have not been um, – they've been able to expose as far as, like, um, coaches um, calling them derogatory terms and um, other racial things because you see – what are you saying? 
I, I was sorry to interrupt, but I feel like I noticed that a lot on Twitter, like the, so many systems that have been felt broken for a little while, like are coming to light, and so many yes. like athletes that I follow are like, oh, by the way, the NCAA ain't either. Like, it's cool to yeah, see that. Yeah, bro, you know? it's cool because people are like exposing, like you know, exposing their coaches and exposing their universities of things that are happening. Uh, I've like seen that that running back in Mississippi said like, uh, I think it was in Mississippi State or Ole Miss, one of the two. But he's like, I won't play unless they change the state flag. Like, I'm going to transfer, you know, because the Mississippi State flag has a like, Confederate flag on it. Or That's like, so uh, I know Oklahoma State's running back commented on his head coach um, wearing like a, I don't know if a, like a racist shirt or something. There was a, they, they did a live video that same day. And then like, even in like Utah in the Pac-12, comments uh players spoke up about what a dc's comments and his salary was cut in half um that's i mean things are starting to you know make a move i think it's only fair bro like all the like if i mean i hate to look at say i mean not even hate to see it like that but of course like bro call even college sports nba professional sports like it's all a business bro you know what i mean and like if you think about it you're taking you're exploiting and taking advantage of, you know, mainly, you know, black athletes or even just any athletes in general, when you have people who are running things that are in favor, like in favor of racism or bigotry or whatnot, you know what I mean? So it's like this, yeah. all these people are making and generating so much money for you, putting seat uh, business, you know, yeah, you know for people to so much like, and for you to not give them a fair shake at a lot of things, bro. I think that's like, probably the number one thing that's wrong with sports in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's really, like, at the end of the day, it's not about the game, it's about business. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you guys think about um, the NBA and, like, the bubble and all that type of stuff? Um, I mean, you know, as a Lakers fan, bro, it sucks to see Avery, you know, not, not be there. But I totally respect and understand, you know, his decision to not go. He wants to stay with his family. I know his son, I think, has respiratory problem or some sort of, like, uh, pre-existing medical condition. So I know that, like, he wants to stay with his family. He's not going to see it. Like, granted, the Lakers make a deep run, bro. They're going to be there. Will, which uh, LeBron James is gearing for. Which 100% is going to happen. Um, but, yeah, like, I respect that. So if, if people, for whatever reason, social injustice-wise, medical caution – Maybe just want to, you know, they don't feel like hooping anymore. I mean, NBA is putting up like a hundred, I think it's like 150 million just for the bubble and like upkeep. Yeah. So, I mean, I respect people, people, players' decisions to not play. Um, I hope it works out. I, I, I really do. I'm not too sure how, how long you can go three months without, you know, any, any infection rates or anything like that. Like, do you think at some point, some superstars are gonna get test positive for it. Man, I mean, there's already what 25 guys that have tested positive, and we haven't even got there yet. So it's like, how's everybody gonna be 100% or like, uh, you know, not have it going into the bubble? And then once they're in the bubble, you just gotta, I mean, you're trusting these, these, um, top 
top celebrities in the world, really, these NBA guys, to stay in that bubble and not go outside of in Florida. Yeah. And, like, not go and see somebody. Yeah. I, I, that, I think, that's the number one thing, I think. Problem, I, think. I, think the, I think the NBA will be good at that, though. Like, I, I think they are still, like, kind of testing the waters and, like, seeing where it will go and, like, I think they might still call it off at any point because they're really good at that. I feel like they were one of the first like real entities who like at the beginning just kind of shut the whole thing down and they were like, for just like for the safety of everyone, like we're canceling all games. So I, I think they'll be good politically on on taking action. But I think though, you got these these uh, guys that, you know, the one and done guys, like these, these are like still kids. Um, and they're, you know, they're going to be bored and lonely. And I've seen, like, so you said, like, you know, for um, camp, we used to, like, go away to San Bernardino. And guys couldn't go, like, a week without having their girl, like, pull up. So, like, guys were, li- were literally sneaking their girls into camp. Yeah, I think that's the number one. Somebody, bro, these NBA players are, one. you got to think. They went to school, but they didn't really go to school, a lot of them. I cannot lie. I've had Vessel players in classes, and it's like, bro is just is just there until he goes to the league, which is usually within the same year. So he's not really paying attention. He's just, you know, whatever. So somebody is going to go out of their way to try to bring somebody in the bubble, and it's going to ruin everything. That's what I'm saying, bro. It doesn't – this whole idea doesn't work unless everybody is complicit with it. And I know Wait, what's what's the budget? What were you? How much money is going into it to upkeep? I think just the bubble NBA is putting like one fifty million. Bro, think about how, but they're gonna make it all back. Yeah, I know they're gonna make it all back. But think about how much money it costs to rent out Disney World for three months straight. Like, eh, but it's not open though. It's not open, but like, think about it. It's still Disney World. Like, it's not Motel Six. It's not like the. <laughs> It's gonna so, cost a lot of money. Bro. So, do you think there will be paid guards to like try to keep them? Hundred percent. Oh, they have to. I think they need to put. They need to put. They need to like. They need a lot military. <laughs> they need a PFOB. They need a. You know, like a dorm check-in desk. Like they got to sign in the get. Like they can't even have guests over. There's just someone watching the. No, door. it needs to be like military scan the eyeball, the fingerprint. Like <laughs> top tier secret secret agent to get in there, bro. But that's the thing. I've never been to Disney World, but I'm pretty sure Disney World is a very big place, right? Like, no, her isn't it like what six or eight parks, like different parks. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, there's got I don't know. Someone's gonna figure out. Like, oh, right I here. hope I just I hope it's documented. Like, I want to see a documentary of it after, like how all the players were dealing with shit and like if shit does go down and there's like drama i want to see that too i think it'd be cool to see it after but then you gotta think about that's a whole another camera crew and like that's more people so i don't like i, I don't know and it's like yeah because then you gotta think camera crew to follow like every player and team or like yeah you know? i think the goal is to limit the amount of people there right in the first place the more people you have there bro the more opportunities there are for someone to mess up and for someone to get carried away and make a mistake that they shouldn't be making. And, you know, it goes the snowballs from there. So it's like, and how are we, how are we, um, 
avoiding like the biggest thing. You know how the NBA has turned to, you know, fashion show. And a lot of guys, it seems like, you know, they're playing just to show off their outfits, you know, show up the games, just show off the outfits, you know, where that walk in the tunnel is like uh, literally a fashion show. It, I trip or drown. Trip or drown, bro. So like how how is that going to work? I mean, um, usually that's them getting off the bus or whatever or like, you know, and like all the those extra camera people literally just for that. And then how are you going to get – how are these players going to get their fits? Like how are you going to bring that much clothes? Because you got to think those guys try to have different outfit, like full-on outfits for every game and probably every day. So you're, they're going to be there for what, three months? Yeah. That's a lot of clothes, bro. They're going to have to, like, you think they're, like, they can't bring in, you know, and a lot of them don't pick out their stuff themselves. They, um, you know, have designers and stylists come fit them every, like, every game. That's crazy, bro. That's like a different life. Right? But I don't know. It, um, pre-game fit is for sure a big, big part of the game, bro. Or, like, what makes the NBA very unique in and itself. Like, you have players – dressing how they want to dress or like you know showing off their fits like i definitely think it takes away like from a big part of the game right like a lot of social media posts are grabbing there's it's i don't think maybe it's as important to us but i do think it's important to them for sure yeah it's part of their identity and their their branding yeah and like that's you know that's like their their routine that's how they get into a flow they feel confident about themselves like going into the, to the tunnel with the nice fit on and like, you know, that's like, that's how they get ready for games and whatnot. So I don't know. Cause like, they're going to just be coming straight from like, you can walk to the, to the, <laughs> to the <laughs> they're going to start recording each other. Yeah. Like, go on, like IG live. Oh, no. Wait, Woods, you can probably speak on this. So do you, do you feel like the before the game and like what they're wearing it affects them? I, I'm guessing it's yes, but can you talk on that? See, the thing is, at UCLA, we never had um, any input on what we wore. So we all wore the same thing. And with Under Armour, our, our fit was trash. So, like, I definitely didn't have – that didn't boost my confidence um, at all walking to the arena. Like, my like majority of our players' things were, like, what we wore on the field and, like, how we could style like that. But other schools, like I know, like Oklahoma and um, other top Nike schools or other schools, one they get to a lot of them get to pick what they wear. So you you see these guys with the like the the same thing, like with the with the culture set by the NBA, like guys wearing like real design or real fits. Don't know how they have the money to to uh, get the stuff they have, but that's another yeah. That's that's a, that's a different conversation. But like, like I would feel confident. Pulling up in a yeah in a fit like dudes, Balenciaga like you know Gucci, Louis like all the different brands on pulling up like they're already a pro, and then even you got Nike schools you know dudes pulling up in like all these different these J's and uh you know other stuff like that. I mean, I think I'd we're probably, gonna have to come back to this topic in the future. I would like to talk about this in depth. Oh, there's a lot, of, I, yeah, a lot of stuff like that. I have uh, deep feelings about. Yeah, I think I bro. I think if you, you know, confidence, confidence is everything. If if you need to be in a nice fit when you pull up to the arena to be confident and to play well, then Dion, 
Yeah, like good, feel good, play good, get paid good. Yeah, everything, bro. Like if you if, if that's what you need to get your flow on, then that's what you need, bro. But you can't you can't dispute that that's that's it's not a cultural part of the NBA, and that NBA players are now fashion icons. They're now, you know, tapping into not even just basketball. Like they're getting into becoming influential in 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 fashion and all that other stuff over there, right? Kind of like how when music artists, right, say like uh, I don't know who's a big music artist that, um, you know how the Drake. How, Drake, okay, like all 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 music artists, right? Like they 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 become fashion icons too. Like they're so influential, like that they they can influence what people wear too, right? Mm-hmm. Like Drake, like Kanye, you know, like Easy. Yes, look at Easy, bro. Like Speak, speaking of drip. Oh yeah, bro. We about to be wearing some Gap. Like, we be Gap down. <laughs> we are about to be dripped. I I have oh. never, never ever thought in a million years I would say that I'm gonna be all in Gap. I'm just everything, head to toe, Gap, everything, easy Gap, everything Gap. Socks, underwear, Gap. Shoes, hopefully. Socks, slides, everything, bro. I'm 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 all for it. What do you guys What do you guys think about that? How we feeling? I feel that. Like, how, you, how are we feeling about Easy Gap, bro? I feel it 100%. Especially if they give him um, control of pricing. I know I didn't. he didn't get it with Adidas. And, I mean, his goal was to make everything affordable. And he got a – I think that the lead designer is a, a black girl. Um, but, yeah, bro, I know it's going to probably be – most of all his stuff is comfortable. It looks cool. And if it's cheap. I'm all for it. Yeah, that's the number one thing I never liked about current and previous Yeezy lines. Like every the market, I think, just wasn't saturated with enough of his stuff. So therefore, people were just hiking up the prices on everything and made it way more expensive than he even probably intended it to be. So I'm kind of looking forward it forward to it to like it being more affordable. Yeah, I feel that podcast. We need that sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need. <laughs> yeah, Kanye, come on, bro. We need that easy gap for regular people. Yeah, we'll. I will happily endorse easy gap. Every episode. As as yeah, as long as like you said, the the prices are somewhat affordable. It would suck like if they do like an exclusive line within Gap, and it's just like really expensive Gap items. I hope yeah, it's not bad. yeah, cause it's like a ten year thing, so I don't think it, it's not like uh, um, you know, when Supreme collabs with with somebody, how like you know, it's just that one single line, and then you now have like brands like Champion that now like after collabs, now they're back and they have all these high prices and stuff. Um, so hopefully, since it's such a like a long term thing, that it'll be like you know regular clothes. Yeah, it is a ten year contract, so hopefully. Well, I will be damned, and I will bug out if I ever see some gap that's over five hundred dollars. That's for sure. Like, yeah, that'd be oh for Gap. It's gonna be a thing. Like now, people are gonna be selling like their old Gap clothes for like, yeah, like a lot of like, StockX. <laughs> what about what about Baby Gap? I feel like Baby Gap was always bigger, right? Dude, I I would love to have my kids. That I do not have right now, guys. But uh, if I did have kids, I would love to throw them in some baby gap. That's future, 
future kids will be gapped out. Hundred percent. Like, I think. I think too, bro. Like, taking away from it, I just thought it was a great move on Gap's part. Like, for sure. Like, I don't know how many outs they could have had to keep thriving as a as a fashion retailer, but this was definitely one of them, I think, and maybe one of the only options that they probably had to do something like that. Yeah. So. Old Navy's done now. They Old Navy's gonna have to collab with Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah, they gotta. Somebody's gonna have to. <laughs> They're gonna need to go again. Bro, oh no, no! I saw I saw an ad on Instagram for Old Navy like masks, so I think they're trying. Yeah, they're gonna have to throw an Astro World logo on there, bro, in order to. Where they gotta Ooh. give Drake a Jake a collab or something like that. Wait, what artist has the? Uh, is it Rihanna has like her Navy? That's her fan group. Huh? Is it her friend? Her friend uh, group like the Navy or something? Is that Rihanna? Rihanna? That's a, isn't that her, her brand Fenty? No, 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 I know that, but uh, Nav, the Nav, yeah, no, but I, I thought Rihanna's like fan group was called that because if she if, if they got her and it's like she's she's signed with Puma, bro. Hey, bro, new deals, yeah, I'm pretty excited because like Yeezy, like. I don't know. Maybe we speak because this is just how we dress or like the, the type of clothes that we're into. It's it's simple. Yep. Goes with everything. Not easy colors. Easy. easy. Easy, easy colors. It's not complicated. You can wear with anything. The I'm it just looks right sizing wise. And I don't know. Because makes the, the basics, bro. You give me short shorts, you give me joggers, you give me basic tees and a hoodie. With comfortable shoes, that's all I need in life for clothing. Yeah, and it's it's fresh, like it's it's cool. It looks cool. It looks nice. One more. The only thing that was missing was price. It was Facts. The only thing that was missing was it's too expensive. To I've never even it. tried to get any any of the, the easy clothes ever. I won one pair of bread, like. Easy I mean shoes, but that's that was different to me. But like clothes, like I've I've never. I've never even seen a release like you know, like I've never looked looked into it at all, just because I knew like I cannot afford it. Oh, bro, when, at, um, at Coachella when they did their uh, Sunday service, mm-hmm. the shirts were tight. I'm not gonna lie, like I or like the all the merch that they had, but I think a shirt was like two fifty or something like that. I was like, Dang. for why? Like, was the material like? <laughs> I think it was just because it's, it's brand, bro. But like, usually like. Coachella or merch or artist merch is going to be like a little more expensive, but I've never seen anything over 150 low key. It's always like in the 80 to 100 for the most. Would you guys wear the, the Yeezy foam runners? Yes. I wear Crocs, bro. So I, yeah, I need, I, need I, I, I wear Crocs. Yeah, I would. Those are probably so comfortable, bro. Can't even lie. I hope they're comfortable. But you have to wear socks, right? Mm. I mean, if they're like, uh, what's the name? What's it called? Uh, why can't Bir- I think? Birkenstocks? I mean, any anything like that. Depends like, on the material. You're right. Yeah, I don't know what the inside is. But if it's like, if it's all like foam or whatever, I'm not judging. You know? 
I'm not a very big sand like barefoot person type person. So I wear socks like with everything. So yeah, I probably wear socks with it. It depends though, honestly. I think my feet are ugly. Bro, you just gotta just maintain them, bro. So don't request pictures from Justin. I do not. <laughs> yeah. He's not I, I, anyone listening. <laughs> like I don't want to do you dirty like that. Don't I don't want you to like look at my feet, bro. Bro. Speaking of Kanye and artists, who are like the artists you guys have been listening to all through quarantine? Oh, damn. That's a tough question. Because there's been a lot, a lot of music. A lot um, of good music, too, bro, believe it or not. Oh, I, I listened to the Alicia Keys Tiny Desk last night. You guys put me on. That shit was dope. She's bro, all Tiny Desk are dope. <laughs> I love, I love her. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, all, all tiny desk be uh, are pretty awesome. It's such a good concept for a show, but I think I here I don't I've been rotating through a lot of music. But what have been your top albums that have released during quarantine? During yeah, that's more so. I haven't been like my rotation. Um, hasn't been just on the new music that's been dropping. Like today, I listened Untitled and Mastered. That was the album of the day for me. And oh, I was I, like, I have been listening to a lot of Section 80 lately, though. Bro, I'm I made uh, well, I'm, I'm almost done with it. Like the best Kendrick playlist of all time. So just all oh, his yeah. albums, all his albums on on one playlist or what? No, see, I didn't even do that though, because some songs I didn't I didn't put on there. Well, what type of mood is it for your playlist? Kendrick Lamar, period. Because I, I, bro, I like took time to find like uh, old features, even features that didn't have his name, mm. like like music where he went by K dot. Mm. So I'm at like 74 songs. And I'm only to like 2014 and 2015. Okay, but I'll send it to y'all. I'm right. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be over 100 and something. Yeah, I, I just did. found this play. I found this playlist yesterday. Hoops National uh, Anthem on Hoops National Anthem. It's dope on Spotify. Check it shout out. out. Ho- shout out Hoops National Anthem on Spotify. I don't use Spotify. Well, I'll send no. you. I'll send you an Apple Music one. Oh, and now we're talking. But artists that I've been listening to, though, I even got like ones that aren't as big. Giveon is. Is definitely one of the top um, artists. He's about to definitely blow up. Drake definitely put me on, but yeah, if he keeps music making music like that, I don't know if it's an EP or whatever he dropped. Mm-hmm. It should definitely be big. Smino always on rotation. Artist of the artist of the year last year for me. And people barely are figuring out. Like people said, like I put them on, and a lot of people hadn't heard them since um, the Dreamville tape. Or you know, but I mean, oh, Revenge of the Dreamers three for sure, been on rotation for fire. Me. a lot. Fire. Um, Little Baby's new album for sure, but listen to a lot of Little Baby too, bro. I feel like Little Baby just is flooding though. Like he's dope, dope, but it's like, bro, he everybody has him on. Like I feel like last week or the week before, and he had like three or four features alone, like on other people's stuff. You think he's putting too much out? Yeah, him and the baby, 
the baby kind of did it too, where it was just too much, and I was just like, uh, I like the I like the new Gunna a lot. The whole album I liked, and then Lucky Day. I've listened to a lot of Lucky Day. Lucky Day. I've been getting into to Black or Black Six Lack. Black, right? I don't know why. I just don't. I'm not a fan. Really? To me, like some songs to me, he just his feature ruined. I just did. I just wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, like I, before, I wasn't really listening to him that much, but I don't know what it is about quarantine that I've been listening. Maybe it's maybe it's just J Cole's verse on Pretty Little Fears that that does it for me. Yeah, because it's like the verse is so good, I can't not you know, and it's like I can't. That, that's a real. That. That's a that's a real gem. J Cole on that is fucking incredible. Trippy Red, definitely. All right, you need to of, you, you need to send me some good trippy rap songs because I don't think I'm convinced yet that. I like but he's it. probably the most the most uh, versatile um, young artist probably right now, especially after X died, he became number one because he can literally do like so many different styles, from like singing like rock star to. Um, like hardcore rap. I have seen a Trippy Red show perform live, and it was. I really enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It was dope. Thumbs up. Yeah, for sure. Rate it. Yeah, four or five. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a three, four, mm, three point nine. It's pretty good. Just a lot of turn. Pretty turn. Travis. Yeah. Oh, bro, we gotta go to a Trav concert though. Like, regardless of what you might feel about his music, bro. I'm, but I'm big and. Me and like crowds and people pushing ain't gonna go down for me. Yeah, not a fan. I would have to be like backstage. I I told you I was turning up with Juju at the Astroville concert, like in the in the in the crowd. He had like four big. Yeah, bro. Like that's not my. Yeah, he had like four big Samoan dudes or something, bro. But like, it's his family. Oh yeah, but. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, he just had. I think it was it was it was cool for him because he was just he had like a mob with him, like he was just chilling. But like, if, I, would, like, I would have to have like a big group of friends that way I could be in the middle. Honestly, bro, I was I was scared to just be around them because they're just so much bigger than me that I would not like to get tossed up. <laughs> <laughs> Like I wasn't scared about anything else, and then I look over to the side, and I'm like, "Oh damn, that's that's a that's where I should stay away from." Like that's not that's not for me. Scary, bro. I was like, "Damn!" Like you, you see, know your place, though. That's good, though. Like you know, I'm just like when people don't just you know, yeah, people, bro. Like, like people like testing things, you know. Like you see these and they or like oops, sorry, but like you see these people on all these athletes on TV, and like bro, they look big on TV, let alone in person. You do not want to be moshing with those type of people, for sure. 100%. That's when you, you call it a night and you go home and you just talk about it. <laughs> Cry in the Uber. Yep. Cool. So that's a wrap for our first pilot episode of I Feel That. How you guys feel after this one? I mean, it was cool, man. Um Definitely, I think we're just going to bring people perspective from, uh, you know, average common people. But um, 
with cultural insight and from a, a different perspective, you know, three UCLA grads. So it should be pretty cool. Cisco, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the growth. I think there's so much room for improvement and I like that because I mean, our first pilot was great. I think we just work well together. So I'm excited to see where we go. I feel that Cisco. I you feel, feel it. it. You feel it. I feel it. And you know, do you feel it? You feel it, Mr. Travis? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, um, just to kind of cap everything off, like I'm just, you know, excited that we get to, you know, chop it up like we used to. You know, life's kind of put us all in different directions after we, you know, we are, we're all hanging out at school. So Man, it's like a conversation we're in line in Jack in the Box. Yeah, like it, it just kind of, you know, it's good to come back to it and, you know, come back to like, we kind of connect our friendship a little bit and hopefully, you know, we kind of rekindle with everybody, with the old crew from back in the day. And, um, you know, I'm excited yeah. to talk about everything that we're going to talk about. Facts. Um, the fact that like, we're just, you know, well-versed in the culture. So like, we're going to be bringing in topics from music to sports, to video games, to politics, to the world, to, you know, everything, everything in between. So everything. And like, I feel like we're very, you know, we have a lot of good, insight to to bring to the table it's not like we're saying a lot of stupid things like we know we, i feel like we got a kind of good hold on everything so you know stay tuned like share subscribe the podcast and if you haven't tell your friends because they're gonna love it too and um you know appreciate everyone who made it here to the end of this first podcast and then there's more to come hit us up with things you want to ask us of how we feel about one love y'all Peace.